Nat, how much do you think it'd cost for you to go to your local florist and buy a tulip? Ooh, that's a good question. I, uh, I actually can't say I've ever purchased a tulip before. I am going to say, though, tulips are really pretty. I know in some cities you can get a fine for picking them, like off the side of the road or like cutting them. Oh, really? So I'm imagining like upper tier flower prices, but it also ain't a dandelion. So I'm not thinking like a dollar. I don't even know if a dandelion's worth a dollar. I'm going to say 10 bucks. 10 bucks ten, for a ten tulip. 10 bucks for tulip. But it's, it's probably not a lot. You know, 10 bucks, whatever it is. But I'm going to tell you the story of how you could buy an entire house with a handful of tulips. Okay, so a handful, that's roughly five. <laughs> roughly five tulips. So that means that a house equals $50. $50. Okay. I'm, I'm struggling to figure out that math, but go on. This is going to be a story of how the first market bubble came about, how it grew and subsequently popped all over a bunch of flowers. Wait, wait, hold on. You're telling me the economic collapse of 2007, the housing market bottoming out the United States economy. It was all based on tulips. It was all that. Okay. A bit before 2007, uh, our story takes place in Europe in the 1600s. So it, it's a very long lead up. The, the problem is tulips are not indigenous to Europe. And there's conflicting reports of how it got introduced. But at some point in the early 1600s, a botanist came around and planted one in the Netherlands in, in some fancy botanical garden and found, oh, it could actually grow. Mm. Apparently, the Netherlands has a bit of a harsh climate. Oh, interesting. Uh, so I guess not everything can grow there. Okay, once they saw that, hey, this flower is pretty and it grows, the, the popularity of tulips in the region began to grow. It was very distinctive from other flowers in Europe at the time and was kind of used as a bit of a status symbol. So I guess... When you had a tulip around and you were just walking around with one, you were just flaunting your wealth. Wow. Okay, so I now know that if I ever become a time traveler, I'm going to take $100 with me, all in coins, and one tulip. And one tulip. That's all you need. Just a petal. I'm going to go to 1600s Netherlands, and I'm going to be the richest man there. But not all tulips are equal. Your bog standard red tulip ain't just going to cut it. While there's the normal, solid, red, white, and yellow tulips that you might think of, there are more exotic types with white or yellow stripes going through the petals. So something that looks like this. Curious what he's showing me? Make sure you follow More Than Abstract on Twitter, at More Abstract. That's right. Okay, that is a very pretty tulip, I have to admit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very exotic. Would I trade a house for that? Yeah, probably not. No, five. Five of them. You need five. Yeah, yeah, roughly a handful of tulips. Just imagine someone walking around with that in their jacket pocket. You'd be like, oh, that, that, guy is, that guy's rich. I would literally just think, I don't know what flower that is. <laughs> <laughs> there were types of tulips with these exotic stripes through the petals that were much more expensive. And that's mostly because these stripes only form when tulips are infected with something called the tulip-breaking virus. And it was hard to spread. tulip breaking virus yeah and that, that's what gave the stripes between them instead of being solid this virus was kind of hard to send to other plants because you're kind of forcefully infecting them with an already infected tulip since the virus doesn't propagate through seeds so you couldn't just be like hmm. take that tulip plant it you know for something that is apparently difficult to forcefully spread the tulip 
breaking virus is not a very appropriate name. I would call it more like the tulip inconvenience condition. (laughs) Yeah, the tulips are fine. They could live for a while. Yeah, if anything, it makes the flower more sought out. That sounds like a win-win. Tulips take a long time to bloom into something you can sell. Seven to 12 years from planting to bloom is usually how long it takes. It takes 12 years for a flower to bloom? Well, this one, it's, it's a bit, it's, it takes a lot of effort. It's very demanding. So you're telling me that I, I'm going to plant, I'm, I'm basically going to have stems in my yard for 12 years before I get a flower out of this thing? Yeah, pretty much. And then you have to hope that it doesn't flood or anything. Or high wind, or there's a squirrel, or I forget that it's a flower and I just mow <laughs> right over it. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was a weed. I don't know. It looked like a weed, but apparently that was a seven-year investment. God, I thought I was just planting a flower, not raising a child and sending it to college. Although there are other plants. Like, have you ever grown a chili pepper? You take forever. Pranchel, have you known me to be patient enough to grow anything? Leave it out, and then hopefully it blooms. I kill succulents. That's my kind of green (laughs) finger. Like, I can kill a succulent. One of the hardiest plants in the world. Hey, that, that, takes, that takes dedication. It's hard mm-hmm. to do. I'm working on killing an air plant right now, but keep going, keep going. Let's talk about tulips. They obviously don't bloom year-round. They start in around April and May, and then they, they become dormant. So the flowers come out, and they look nice for several months. Yeah, that's when uh, tulip time in Holland, Michigan. Tulip time. That is my only familiarity with tulips. And uh, yeah, it's around the April, May. It's always cold and rainy, but lots yep. of pretty flowers. It, it looks beautiful. That's pretty much the only time they're sold. These aren't plastic flowers, which I feel like are, are much better than regular flowers. They, they're not good all year round. For the rest of the year, the florists would have to be sure that, that they get some flowers for next year. So they'd sign contracts to buy some number of flowers from um, farmers, growers. What would you call someone who grows flowers? A florist, a gardener. But florists are the people who sell them. Probably a, a gardener. I think that the, the, the flower growers, some agricultural-minded individual, uh, right. they, the florists buy flowers from them. Yeah. And it's not like a back alley trans, you know, transaction where someone shows up in a transcript and is like, hey, you want to buy these red tulips? Hey, you want to <laughs> buy these orange tulips? It's going to cost you a house. <laughs> well, either way, that buy order of... The florist being like, hey, I'm going to buy 10,000 tulips in a year's time. That is effectively a futures contract. Whoa. Okay, go on. (laughs) So all in all, we have a product that takes a long time to make with bougie variants that are in short supply that people will pay good money for. But that's not enough to make a market bubble. What we need is irresponsible market traders. Well, good news. We're in 17th century Holland, which, if you didn't know, is one of the first countries to introduce a stock market and early forms of capitalism. Really? It is. Huh. With those futures, people could make and lose a lot of money. By 1634, more people wanted these broken tulips, and speculators began to enter the market. That's never a good sign. Ooh, yeah. They didn't have Elon Musk to tweet about tulips back then. Oh, no, no. Buy orange, lol. (laughs) Tulip coin, here we come. If that happens in a year, you're welcome for the idea, Elon. 
A couple years on, the market price kept steadily rising, so much so that the price of the boring, regular, bro unbroken tulips rose as well. Do you know what the price was at that time when it rose? Like, what, what, what are we talking here? What did it get up to? You know what? I will show you right now. Perfect. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, what are these? What is this unit of measurement? A last? Two lasts of wheat? A desk of cheese? <laughs> a last is, I believe, like a ship's worth of wheat for trading. That's a ton of wheat. Oh my god, okay. And also, the, the units are in florins, which is, or guilders, mm, which is mm -hmm. the currency. Wait, how much is a hogshead of wine? By the way, for those of you who are listening and wondering, what table is it that I'm looking at? I bet you could find it on Twitter, at More Abstract. Yeah, I'll post it on Twitter, so be sure to follow us. A hogshead, I believe, is like one of those big barrels, but it's not the biggest type of barrel. It's one of the smaller versions of that barrel of wine. You know, you know the problem that I really have with this table, though? We can get back to the tulips here in a second. You're telling me that 12 fat sheep has the same market value as a thousand pounds of cheese. I mean, it's a lot of cheese. Those are either some like thick sheep or that's some like really good cheese. Hey, for, for, uh, for 120 florins, I better get some fat sheep out there. They better be obese. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get the best cheese. You know what I don't see on this table though is tulips. It's, it's a single bulb of Viceroy, which is the broken tulip that I showed you. Wait, hold on. Baskovitz allegedly exchanged for a single... Oh, that is the actual table. So you're telling me that someone would trade a thousand pounds of cheese for a single bulb? Oh my god, wait. This whole table is for one tulip? One tulip. Okay, I'm not going to read everything <laughs> off this table, but off the bat, I need to give someone... Four fat oxen, eight fat swine, and 12 fat sheep. Not just regulars of those. I have to make sure they're, like, thick. Yeah. I have to give them all of that and a thousand pounds of cheese and a bunch of other stuff for one tulip? So many things. Single tulip. That's why I said, you know, a, couple, a handful. You could buy a house. Tulips are dumb. All these trading of futures contracts were not done in an actual exchange. I don't think an exchange would be like, get, get, get your tulips out of here. They're not worth that. They were kind of done in taverns nearby where traders would just get a table and then you know, sell these contracts to one another. Okay, so it is a shady back alley deal then it sounds like. It was a shady back alley. You're telling me that they traded future contracts like it was a D&D &D campaign? They did. So it wasn't as widely available to uh, it was so it wasn't as available to the wider public as a stock market is today so this whole market bubble wasn't really affecting the greater netherlands economy the whole market bubble however was given the term tulip mania or tulip fever that is way cooler than the great recession tulip mania that sounds like a terrible off-brand wwe event <laughs> <laughs> and in this corner, we got the Ver Viceroy. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> <laughs> then you would know actors' careers are over when they show up on Tulip Mania instead of WWE. Oh, hot takes. But as all bubbles go, it had to pop at some point. People wouldn't continue to buy tulips at horribly inflated prices. And the moment the buyers stopped, the bubble finally popped. I guess there weren't enough fat 
twine around for these tulips. Well, I mean, I'm I'm just more so looking at the fact like a complete bed. I have to trade a complete. What even does? What even makes a bed complete? I only take a half a bed. I, yeah, I, and my legs are dangling. I, yeah, I'd like three quarters of a not finished bed, please. For how much you had to trade? I mean, you're talking like. It takes a long time to raise an oxen. Talk about futures trading. You're you're trading futures with a future. Yeah, it's not even a real tulip. That's a bulb. That's still twelve years until that becomes like an actual flower. Sorry, seven yeah, to twelve. It is. But you're trading futures with futures for futures. <laughs> yeah. No wonder why the economy got destroyed. Funny enough. Or er, not funny. The collapse actually started in Harlem, in, in the Netherlands, to be specific, when buyers just refused to enter the auction building that sold these contracts. Why, you might ask? Well, it turns out at the time, there was a little bug going around called the bubonic plague, and I guess people were just scared of getting it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How, like, poetically ironic. They probably would have bought the contracts had there not been a plague. It would have probably kept going until it got even higher, and then they were like, it just took a plague to stop it early. Mm, okay, so I'm thinking, I mean, I might be thinking ahead here a little too much, but right, I, I'm seeing some correlations to the, the housing collapse in 2007. Mm-hmm. Was 2007 H1N1? Was that later? Because like, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing some parallels here, right? And, 2009. Mm, okay, so a little bit later. Yeah, a little bit later. I was going to say, like, maybe there was... What was what was our bubonic plague correlate that maybe, COVID? you know, went... Yeah, but see, that's like, that's like what, 15 years later? So what, what, was our, what was our bubonic plague during the housing collapse? I don't know. We'll figure that out later. It probably wasn't anything. Like, I think that was just, like, bad debts, not the plague related. <laughs> yeah, that's Maybe there fair. was a secret okay. plague that the government was hiding from us. Well, they hadn't invented it yet, so... Oh, yeah, right. You know, they were still working on nanobot technology in 2007, mm. so they didn't have time to microchip us all. Oh, this is wow. sarcasm, by the way. Continue, <laughs> please. Continue. So when the bubble popped, it popped fast, and eventually the courts actually had to step in and ended up freezing all tulip trades. So whoever was stuck with a futures contract at the end of the period had to pay the growers or the gardeners, rather, whatever the agreed amount price was, or come to a separate arrangement. And that's the story of probably the first market bubble. Now, how can I buy a house with a handful of tulips? Just got to get a time machine, go back in time, buy the property, and then just keep it. Talk about old wealth there. Really what I think you're telling me I should do is go back to the 1700s and I should just bring like a burlap bag full of tulip bulbs. Well, you'd be the richest man around. I would be so rich. I wouldn't even sell them. I would just carry the burlap bag around and be like, these are mine. (laughs) (laughs) That is so interesting. Okay, so they basically broke their economy because they were obsessed with mildly attractive flowers. Well, it it didn't affect the larger economy just because it was just these market traders who like gambled their money away. So it was a very small portion. There are books about this, and some of them claim that it was a bigger deal than it was, but others claim that, nah, just relax. Well, wherever there are economic issues, there will always be economists who are going to say it's a bigger deal than it actually was, and there will always be (laughs) economists that say it didn't matter at all. 
turns out the people who said that it was a big deal uh, ended up, <laughs> their descendants ended up creating Fox News. That's crazy. Oh, oh man. It's from Tulip Money. <laughs> yeah. Big Tulip. If you like this episode, please consider following or subscribing. We have a Twitter where I post supplemental content. So follow us at More Abstract. And you too can see things about hogsheads of wine and a silver drinking cup. Ooh, and a ton of beer or butter. No, it, oh, oh, a ton of beer and butter. Oh, both. Butter beer. See, I don't think that it's actually like a scoop of butter in beer. I, I don't think that that's what it was oh. intended to be. Oh, is, is that, I, I'm, well, I've been drinking beer wrong. But you can find more episodes wherever you get podcasts. Mm-hmm.